Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have Brian Buchanan, CEO of Cap3 Collective. We're going to be talking about all things DAO, especially what is a DAO. So this good segue from our DeFi episode last week with Justin Wu of Decentral. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. All right, we're back to the show. Who I have with me is Brian Buchanan, and he's going to talk to us about what a DAO is and like DAOs, because last week we covered DeFi, so I figured we're going to segue into DAOs. So how you doing, uh, Brian? Hey, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You want to give yourself an introduction? Yeah, sure. My name is Brian Buchanan. I'm a co-founder of Dynamic 3.0 and uh, Cap3 Collective, we build projects, and right now we're all about DAOs. Yeah, I, I guess, can you get into like DAO 101 and what a DAO is and also what it stands for? Yeah, for sure. So off the top, DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. So they've been around a handful of years now, and essentially it is a community where if you hold a certain token or NFT, it gives you voting rights. And in the simplest form, it's a community with voting rights based on the blockchain. From that, you can branch it off and turn it into a million different things, but that's at its core what a DAO is. What makes a DAO worth setting up? What are the benefits to being involved in a DAO, but also, I guess, a project having a DAO? It's an interesting one because at the most kind of idealistic and ambitious end, people talk about the DAO structure replacing the fundamental idea of a corporate structure, giving the power most democratized type of way. Everyone who's in a community or a workplace or a community can just vote and have decisions made by the collective. People have taken that idea and said it can replace government. You know, the real world applications as they are right now, I'm in a few DAOs with some different NFTs that I own, and we get to vote on what we're going to do with the community fund for the project based on the fact that I own one of the NFTs. I want to buy a few more of the NFTs, I can have four or five votes, you know, on the micro and on the macro and on the idealistic side and on the here's the real world application side, you have kind of everything you can imagine. I think one of the most um, interesting models that's out there right now, um, investment DAOs, where folks put together their funds and pool them and they will vote on how they use them, whether it's funding projects or funding some type of initiative. I think DAOs kind of had their moment in the spotlight however many months ago when the Constitution DAO came out and a bunch of people got together and they wanted to buy one of the copies of the Constitution. I think uh, Ken Griffin beat him to the punch. But yeah, the idea was let's put all our money together in a way that's really safe and secure, transparent on the blockchain. Now let's try and reach a common goal with it. Um, that was one. The other, I think that gets a lot of press and that's really cool is Lynx DAO, um, a DAO that they purchased the golf course with their pooled funds. And if you're in the DAO, you're going to have membership to the golf course and kind of run the business as a collective. So it's a lot of fun. You know, there's, there's a lot of cool applications going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a utopian way of doing business. And, you know, Web3 is definitely about taking out the middleman and people like Ken Griffin, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So could you explain a little bit of how it works internally? What are the different structures of DAOs? 
it can go in a bunch of different directions with the structure. So some DAOs are really, really small. Maybe there's only a hundred or a couple hundred people in there. And then they will have tokens that they will release where there'll be a giant token sale, like any token sale. And those will kind of go out and you have to own a bunch of tokens to maybe make a lot of decisions, but there'll be a handful of people that you know have a lot of voting power. The structures with staking and different things, there's a lot of different kind of versions out there. The most standard and straightforward is kind of a one-to-one. You have one of the tokens, you get to vote. We have decisions, you can vote on them. From there, you can kind of branch off in a million different directions and have more token sales or give different weighted votes to different kinds of tokens that you have in your ecosystem. If you have these tokens, you have some ability to um, influence decisions and make decisions as a whole. I've noticed that since the market took a little bit of a dip, especially in the NFT space, that a lot of projects have moved to a DAO system or founders have given the community basically project. So yeah, I mean, is that something do you see moving forward for, you know, the future of the NFT space? Or has it just out of necessity, just how a lot of these projects are forced to do something like that? Definitely a good question. You know, DAOs are not super new. I think maybe 20, I shouldn't say this because I'm not going to get it exactly right, but maybe 20, 2018, 19, 2020 was kind of when DAOs really had a, a boom. It's not a new concept. To your point, I think there are more projects that are rolling out DAO-like features because the market's a little volatile right now. But I think, you know, as a whole, we've said for years kind of doing this, what is my NFT doing for me? And that's something I think we heard someone uh, from the Polygon team say at NFT NYC a couple of years ago. And it's a great question. Um, it wasn't so long ago that your profile picture NFT was did what it did. It was just a profile picture. And that was great. People said, hey, what what else is it doing for? And that's, I think, when we look at projects and things to say, okay, this NFT gives me this utility, it gives me benefit, two, three, five, seven years, you know, this project is still going to be here because it's clear that they have a roadmap and reasons to own this that makes sense where it would still be here. You think about all those things. And I think if we're super honest with ourselves, sometimes we look at these projects where they're a lot of fun. And, you know, the utility might be something kind of cool, but a little, you know, basic to say, I, I don't I don't know in my heart of hearts if this really has a, a, a five-year roadmap that still exists. DAOs and the ability to make decisions as a collective, I think fundamentally changes that because all of a sudden the sky is the limit, you know? Like I said, I've, I've, I'm in a couple and one of them deciding, okay, do we want to spend community funds to sweep the floor on, on the prices? And those things are all fine. But really it starts to get interesting when it's like, hey, we're going to make decisions and how we're going to market our project. We're going to make decisions on, you know, we're all going to get together and this is going to fund a meet and greet thing for us. It's still those things that if you have a profile picture collection, it's not the craziest utility, but you can start to get in the direction of like, okay, we can make decisions as a whole. And this is fun. You know, I, I want to own this NFT because there's this part of shared ownership that gives me, you know, a sense of fulfillment and enjoyment that I get to kind of be a part of a community and have power. I don't think there's any project out there where that's not at least an interesting proposition to consider in your utility, giving a voice to people that hold the NFT. NFTs in your collection, I think we will continue to see some version of community listening by way of them having the ability to vote in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of those DAO concepts keep kind of popping up here. Yeah, yeah, that's great insight. I've definitely noticed a trend. And we had Wag Me Wine on here. They have a DAO structure and it seems to be working well. On the future of banking, how do you see DAOs being incorporated 
It's a good question. Well, uh, with the amount of DeFi stuff out there, yeah, there was a Fortune article recently that was kind of talking about the meeting of Wall Street and crypto and kind of how that's going. And we in the space all kind of follow that. A, just to see an insightful article in a publication like Fortune, I think was kind of an interesting thing. You know, talking about the fact that big banks and Wall Street and Goldman Sachs of the world are doing as much as they are to look into this space and understanding that the younger um, clientele that they have are going to be very used to crypto assets and very native to NFTs and digital ownership of things and tokens. And even if it's not something that they see as good for them, how do DAOs you know, go in with that? As banks and those types of you know institutions are going to have to wrestle with the fact that they need to offer crypto and the ability to kind of work with the assets that we're all working with these days. The ability to vote on things is, I think, going to also permeate its way in. They probably didn't want to have to sit here five years ago and say, hey, we're going to have to like figure out how to have blockchain, like crypto wallets and all the security around blockchain, but it's a market demand and they're going to meet it. I think the same thing is going to happen here. You know, we were kind of used to before social media companies not hearing us so much. And now um, you kind of have to listen to your community. I think they'll have to also kind of have a moment and say, hey, people are really used to voting in this world. And we're going to have to be able to put those mechanisms in place to give people power when they're dealing with us as well. So that's a great answer. The power of giving community power, especially like in this whole Web3 movement where, you know, the community wants to have a voice. I think a lot of businesses and the way business is done, hopefully will move into that way of thinking. Brian, why don't you explain how projects, how they can utilize DAOs in this market? Yeah. So in this market, it's tough right now. And I think we all we all know that <laughs> and feel it um, in our portfolios with what we're doing, um, building Cap3 Collective, a DAO that helps projects get funding and you know people get to vote on which project get funding and how they use them. We had a really interesting conversation with an artist. They met a guy, so I think I'm allowed to name him. Um, he's had Nifty Gateway Drop, been out in the space for a while. He's one of the early pioneers of AR art. Um, he's a great guy and, and really smart and creative. He's done his artwork and he's had you know the success that he's had with it in the space. But he said, you know, in this market right now, it's hard to build community and it's hard to start something when you're a little bit uncertain of, of how it's going to go with market, putting the investment into a bigger team if you're just one creator. So talking to him, he said, this is great because what you guys are building gives me an alternative funding source as well as a support system of kind of built-in community because of this DAO um, approves the funding for me to build my project. What they get in return is some type of early discount and a share of the ongoing royalties and revenue from the projects that are launched. You know, for him as a creator in exchange for, you know, giving a discount and um, sharing some of the ongoing secondary market royalties with the DAO, the DAO will give money and funds to start as well as the logistical support to build something. He said, yeah, in in bull markets, that's kind of maybe not something that um, is as necessary, although it would be nice. But in this bear market, um, having built-in support and alternative funding sources that are not, you know, banks or or trying to sell stuff straight out into the ether is is really helpful. It's, It's an exciting time. And I think general idea of building communities around shared power is something that can survive bull and bear markets. Yeah, definitely. Community building, probably the most difficult, hard thing in Web3 to kind of plan for and like strategize (laughs) looking forward. How am I going to build this community? It's a difficult process. It takes a ton of work and it's a lot different from from Web2 because people, you know, they want to be a part of the project. It's also more of a close knit thing that you have to take care of. 
It's interesting because I, I wrote something recently for something. It was like in uh, May of 2021, I was, you know, in no less than 20 super close net communities, <laughs> quote unquote. And it's like, yeah, every project out there, you know, a year or longer ago was as a community, it's a community. And lo and behold, as soon as the market went down or that particular project went down, the community was nowhere to be found. And it's like, yeah, you could kind of see that. You kind of see that coming, I guess, with, with sober eyes. The idea of, I think, any project, no matter what the market is, to say we're going to build a community it has to be built around something that you actually legitimately want to be a part of every day and you make real human connections with other people in it. That's what a community is, whether it's on or offline. It can't just be built around the idea of, hey, we're all going to be net positive with our investment for being here together. It's real easy to build a community when we're all joining and, and making money. But uh, as soon as that's not necessarily guaranteed, what are we here for? And that's, I think, underlying thing with our DAO or any DAO is community, you have power to make decisions and you're working towards a shared goal. And in its purest form, that is something that outside of the price of crypto, outside of market swings, outside of whatever a particular project is, coming together to make decisions and feel empowered to meet a common goal. That's like a fundamentally human thing, I think. So, you know, as the technology goes, as projects go, I think communities that are built around really doing something are going to weather the storm of, you know, this or that market swing. Yeah, it's very well said. The space is constantly changing. Community building now is extremely different than, you know, even this time last year or last fall or last winter. So you have to just constantly pivot and hope for the best <laughs> some yeah. of the time. So, uh, Brian, I really appreciate you coming on NFT and Chill. Uh, this was an awesome chat. We finally got to dig into DAOs, and I hope everybody got a lot out of this episode. Why don't you tell me where people can find you and uh, your project? Man, thanks so much for having me on. Enjoy the conversation. Um, yeah, we are Cap3 Collective. It's at Cap3, numerical3collective.io. Um, you can find our Discord there. You can find us on Twitter at Cap3 Collective. And between Twitter and our website, you can get into our Discord, get into our daily news updates, learn about our project, and submit a project. We have over 60 projects that have already submitted. Our um, token sale happens in just under three weeks. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guest Brian Buchanan from Cap3 Collective for coming on and getting into the weeds on what a DAO is and the ins and outs of DAOs. Uh, I think that's definitely an important episode. Getting to cover some DeFi topics is important for anybody who is in the Web3 space. As always, massive thank you to everyone out there listening, supporting the show, subscribing to the show. That helps the show tremendously. Subscribing to our YouTube channel, TikTok. Yeah, we're on TikTok as well. I mean, we're covering a wide net. And it's very cool that people are watching the videos and subscribing to the channels. I mean, supporting each other in this space is how people who aren't celebrities, who aren't influencers or Fortune 500 companies get to have an integral part in Web3. So supporting, you know, artists that you enjoy, I mean, that is super important. So huge thank you to everybody supporting the show. And we're definitely working on some really cool stuff for the podcast, NFT and chill. Just have to kind of get some technical stuff together first. But yeah, definitely stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed because you don't want to miss some awesome stuff we have going on. I'm the mayor and you've been listening to the NFT and chill podcast. Peace.